Well, there's no problem. If you had a gun, shoot him in the head. Welcome to Shoot Me Straight. This is Dave Fields here with Eddie Gallagher, and we have our good friend Allison Watro. She uh, has been a friend for probably 10, 12 years, maybe even longer. Longer. Yeah. About 15. Wow. That is, so we started a uh, when I was running halfway houses, transitional living houses for addicts and alcoholics for young men. We started a young women's program, and we had. Uh, I remember Chica was like, "You got to meet Allison. She's a bulldog. She's awesome. She'll run this program like the best." And so we went over, met you. I think we had lunch. First. We did. Yeah, and so after that, we we had started Windhaven House, and then ended up. Selling it, it, she bought us out and then ran it and then turned it like into multiple houses, right? Mm -hmm. And then ended up having a big treatment center buyer out, and now she runs a big detox center is the latest thing too, which she must like pain. (laughs) (laughs) I think I do. (laughs) I do. Let's let's start from the background. Just some background, like where'd you grow up? And uh, where'd you go to school? Where was, like, early years? Um, I'm actually from Florida. I grew up, well, I spent the first 12 years of my life in St. Pete. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good area. Yeah. Uh, Treasure Island, Clearwater. Grew up there um, literally, like, till I was in the middle of seventh grade. Then I moved to Dallas. So I've been in Dallas ever since. Wow. Yeah. But grew up in St. Pete, went to a private school called Shorecrest, and um, pretty normal there, or so it seemed. Did you play any sports or do anything growing up? Tennis. Tennis? Yeah, I was a big tennis player. Okay, yeah, that is a big sport here in Florida. A lot of places (laughs) I've seen. Pickleball now. Pickleball is up on the rise for sure. I think that is the number one. uh, It is. I brought my paddles with me. Uh Oh, my mom plays pickleball. I love it. She's a... Yeah, she's deep into it. I'm too old now for tennis. I can't is, I can't get to the ball quite as fast as I used to. Is pickleball just like miniature tennis? It is. Because that's I've watched, you know, a couple of clips of it and it just looks like, yeah, like tennis, but just a smaller court. It's tennis, badminton, and ping pong to me all combined. Because okay. um it's got the paddles, the cool ball the like the wiffle looking balls. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can you can hit those pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I played a couple of weeks ago um, in Dallas with, I, I went to this, um, it's like you walk, it's like round robin. You just keep, you put your paddle down and it's like open play. So you just wait and for your turn. And I went to a place I hadn't been before. And this older guy, I guess he, I, he was my partner. Uh-huh. We got partnered together and he was like, I was, I was a little worried about you. And then I was putting him away. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Awesome. So so from there, going from there to Dallas, what was that like? That's two completely different places. It was. It was. I mean, my parents were splitting up. They had already split up, but you wouldn't have known because they were, like, talking. And then we moved to Dallas, and then we all lived together. Um, Moved to Dallas. uh, Right in the middle of middle school, so it was tough. Yeah, and like, it was you yeah. And trying to fit in, and my you brother. And your brother, right? Just one brother. Two. Two brothers. The oldest one was already in Dallas with my dad. My dad came out about a year before we did, mm-hmm. and uh, he came out. He's, <clears throat> he came out with him, 
and then the rest of us came about a year later. So you moved, <clears throat> sorry, you moved to Dallas. From St. Pete. And eighth grade or seventh? Seventh. Seventh. Okay. Rough year. Yeah, that's a pretty pivotal age um, to be switching schools. I mean, that's and switching states and schools and having to meet new people. I mean, yeah. that had to be hard to deal with at that age for sure. It was. It was. I remember um, mostly just and going from being in a small community in St. Pete. I mean, I lived on an I literally lived on an island. I lived in a yacht club of states. Mm-hmm. Just, yes, the name, yeah. <laughs> a little bougie little island, okay, and then went to Dallas and to public schools. and um, Yeah, that had to be eye-opening. I mean, yeah. just different, different, it was like a different culture, different uh, ecosystem. Definitely. Yeah. And I went straight towards um, the, bad bi- the bad kids. Yes. Mm. I gravitated right towards the partying why do you think you uh, gravitated towards the bad kids? Um, and I got a I got a reason why I asked this question. So I think because I was already feeling like something didn't feel right in me, mm-hmm. you know, and I needed. I don't know. I just I, I. I think I was just looking to feel different. You know, I didn't like the way I felt. And that had started, that little knot in my stomach had started before we left Okay, Florida. But it wasn't like, I mean, I was still, you know, playing tennis every day and had a lot of, you know, I always had a lot of friends, but it was, I still had that weird feeling like. Like trying to fulfill something. Yeah. I think Dave knows the feeling I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. Like, I'm just not right. Something isn't right with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, the reason I asked, I mean, I moved around a lot when I was little. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad was in the Army, so I moved every two years um, and moved at really pivotal points. So, you know, in high school, middle school, I we would, you know, up and leave. And I did, the, I gravitated towards the, I guess it would be considered the bad crowd. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I looked for those individuals that were, you know, doing different, you know, partying, sort of like not following the road that, mm-hmm most of our parents wanted to. I was like, I like these kids. Uh, I like them a lot because not, you know, they didn't follow the normal path, but it was more um, of a loyal bunch of group too. Like they, they stuck together, even though they might've been doing wrong things. It's, it was just, you felt part of a group. Mm -hmm. And I think that was due to, you know, having to pick up and move and keep starting all over. And I, that was the crowd I liked. Uh, And it also filling that void. Um, I had that as well. Yeah. I think it just was, has something to do with, you know, picking up, moving, and then filling that empty space inside. Exactly. That was, and a lot of it too, my brother was five years older than me, and he was already in that crowd, and so it was very appealing to me. Like, mm-hmm. it just appealed to me. He was, you know, um, running with, you know, the pot smokers and the you yeah, know they're having a good time yeah and so <laughs> i it just appealed to me i don't know why but it it did and and i followed that for a long time yeah so you you go you got to dallas started eighth grade mm-hmm. and middle of seventh middle of seventh middle okay of the yeah year. middle school oh, middle of the is, year of seventh grade yeah you were like the new kid walking into class and everyone's like yeah is this yeah yeah and they already have their clicks and yep you know some of the boys were liking me and the girls were didn't like that oh yeah you know 
So then when did you take your first drink or your first drug? Seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> I did. What was the uh what was your drug of choice? At that that time, pot. Pot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think yeah, cuz I smoked pot before I ever drank. Same. I seventh grade is when yeah. I first smoked. It was yeah. easier. Yeah. Yeah, and then did you get uh, did you get high the first time? Was it a couple times in? Was it Yeah. Did you imme- immediately sense that hey, like that solved the thing that was inside you? Absolutely. Yeah, and I chased that for 18 years. Yeah. yeah. Did you drink and use alcoholically from the get-go? You know, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I think that I knew I was preoccupied with it, for sure. Like, I was a kid in high school that was planning for the weekend and how we were going to get it and how we were going to do it and <laughs> – you know, back then when we didn't have text messages, we wrote actually handwritten notes. Yes. And so I was, you know, if I wish I could find some of those notes that me and my friends were writing back and forth because, I mean, thank God for we didn't have social media yeah. or those the are, internet then because <laughs> some of those I notes might still be in prison. Pretty incriminating. I, <laughs> <laughs> I believe my mom, I, last time I was home or maybe a couple times ago, I, you know, she has some of my stuff up in her closet, and I did find a box full of notes that, uh, you know, you take home from school. Because I remember that was a routine back then. You'd come home from school and pull out, you know, like five or six different notes you got from different people. And I just like throw them in a box. Especially if you're a guy, you'd get them writing notes with a girl. Well, hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah, that was the, that was yeah. the goal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but I, I mean, I was always preoccupied with it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that I, but I could stop. At that point, I didn't have, like, I mean, I, if you asked me then, I wouldn't have thought I had a problem until I was 30. Yeah. So. I'd say, I'd stop if I want to. I just don't want to. Right. Yeah. Why would I want to? Yeah. It's you know? still working for you. It was. It did for a long time. Yeah. You know? When did, when's the first time you got in any sort of trouble? Um, gosh, I mean, the very first time I drank was at a, a keg party in ninth grade. I know I had drank before then, but the f- first time I remember getting just plastered was uh, at a keg party in, um, in Dallas, and I got so sick. I got in a little bit of trouble, but it wasn't like big trouble. But the first time I really got in trouble was my senior year. I totaled my car, hit a tree, flipped it oh. into a ditch. I don't know how I survived that. I climbed out of the sunroof. Were you a blackout drinker? Do you remember? <laughs> Do I remember if I was a blackout yeah, drinker? <laughs> Good question, Dave. Not all the time. Not all the time. I wasn't. Um, but I did blackout quite a, quite a few times. I um, That night, I didn't. I mean, I remember my boyfriend's brother putting my seatbelt on me, and I only lived like 10 minutes from them, and he said, call me when you get home. And I was so oblivious that when I got out of the car, I ran down the street to a payphone and called him and said, get your dad's van out here. I need you to pull my car out. I didn't know that it was like, he got there, he was like, Allison, your wheels are down the street. 
Dang. You're, we're not going to be able to put, just. <clears throat> I thought he could just roll it out, and I was very naive. I was 17 years old, and very naive, and I was so self-absorbed. I thought that uh, my biggest concern was, how am I going to get a new car, and what am I going to tell my parents? Uh, just that car was practically brand new. It was a brand new Toyota Supra back in the day. What uh, what did you tell your parents? That I got ran off the road by a drunk driver. Yeah, they bought it. I made up a fake license plate, and I mean, I went through a lot of work. I I found out later on from my dad years later that they knew, but nobody. Now I got my new car, and I grew up pretty privileged. Yeah. And nobody ever told me no, which was a lot, a big part of my problem. Mm. I was spoiled rotten. (laughs) It's interesting is like that experience today helps you work with a lot of women. A lot of entitlement. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So did you ever go to jail? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you answered that. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah, I mean, as I got older and more, you know, I went I went through high school, did really, you know, I always made really good grades. I didn't really have to do a lot. Um, went to school at college is where it got tricky for me because I just couldn't show up. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to, to get through without showing up, you know. Um, so... I changed colleges quite a bit. I went to Texas Tech. I went to so many colleges in Texas. Um, followed a boy to Texas Tech. Stayed out there for a year and a half. Um, didn't do a whole lot. Didn't get a whole lot of college credits there. But So then I came home, and then I started working in a restaurant. And that's where really from that point on getting into the restaurant scene. Oh, yeah. That is the, was, drug, the drug scene. Was like... Yeah, I I had I found my people. Yep. Stayed up all night after work, played cards, did all sorts of things I shouldn't be doing. You know. You doing a lot of cocaine during I, that time? I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drinking a lot of drinking and a lot of cocaine. Yeah. yeah. 